The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Basics Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm over and I'm your host. You see at the bottom of the screen, you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. Who needs the most help? We've nominated John Breach for who needs the most help. <laughs> Joining me to uh, break down the most help by each division, I think, is what we're going to do. Ryan Wilson, John Breach. Hello, fellas. Breach, what do you want in your who needs the most help care basket? Uh, well, if you could send me some Twix bars, that would be helpful. Uh, some spam that I can cook at home and it, maybe some fruity pebbles. That would make All me right. a lot better person. You know, um, oddly enough, um, I don't know if you guys are getting these. I'm guessing that it's not, I guess it gets specific to North Carolina or like, um, my region, but, uh, we've been getting a lot of like, uh, uh spam ads on television. Have you seen those? Like for the actual food? Yes. It's like, it's like, um. What I'm going to go say? with a regional commercial situation. Yeah. It's, it's, in, what does in, that say? In Mincy Stew. It's like, um, is it Mincy Stew? Well, By the so way, while you look that up, I, I want to point out for all the podcast listeners and someone on this podcast who will remain, re, rena- uh, remain nameless, one John Breach has paid one Ryan Wilson his $34 for oh. winning the Super Bowl, Super Bowl shuffle pool, as I just named it. And, you know, I will say, because that had to do with our Super Bowl draft that we did back in August. We all took four teams. We had a listener take four teams. So we only drafted 16 teams total. And the NFL is supposed to be so unpredictable. And we drafted 13 of the 14 playoff teams. Uh, The only one we didn't draft was the Giants, but it didn't matter because they didn't get to the Super Bowl. And, of course, Wilson beat Brinson uh, in the Super Bowl. Wilson's Chiefs over Brinson's Eagles. And I sent the extra dollar Brinson because I did not send a team to the Super Bowl. Is that so? Do we? Is that what we agreed to? Well, it's supposed to be a hundred dollars. Wilson puts in thirty three. Are you? Are you paid the extra dollar? Thank you. Thank you. Right. 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 Listener gets a free roll. Is what you're saying? Yes. Um, good, I'm, I'm very. I'm very politely trying to say you owe me thirty three dollars. That's what I've been waiting. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get to. Just so we're on the same page. <laughs> no, no, I, I got. Tell them to bring me my money. Yeah! 
that was me in the back there. I actually have to send somebody else a Venmo right now, so I'll send it to you in a second. What's uh, what's your Venmo again? You said it on the podcast for three straight months. You must know it by heart. I can't remember. Jeff Ryan Wilson. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. <laughs> I'm just again, seriously. I'll send it to you in a second. Let's go. Okay, I mean, we're going. <laughs> okay, you, okay, you don't mean to say it. No, let's do it. Let's do the podcast. I'll send you the Venmo in a second. Okay, is it at? Is it at the with the first pick? It's, no, it, it was like his old uh, Twitter handle where it, just weird numbers are in there, and it's impossible. I I literally I thought I score oh seven. Well, and he doesn't have a profile picture, so you don't even know who you're sending money to. Yeah, it's like, do you want to send Philip? He's just enter Philip's last four digits of his phone number to to guarantee you're sending it to the right person. You're like, who? I think it's the last four digits in his social security number. Wilson's been trying to give so it can out. You your social security, social security number real quick, right? I'm so old, I don't have one. It's one. <laughs> That's funny. Jesus is two. Yeah. Um, the uh, oh, so did you did you send it to me? Because I'm in there. If you want to get, it don't paid. worry about it. You just do you, and I'll I'll get I'll get there. Okay. I had to pay. Uh, I had to pay somebody for the Canes game too. Um, but twenty five thousand people showed up to the Carolina NC State uh, uh, frozen fire or frozen hockey game on Monday, like <laughs> between two club teams. Pretty incredible. Go Tar Heels. Tar Heels lost. Tar Heels on a losing streak right now. Go Tar Heels. That's in a bad spot right now. Oh. Um, so, who needs the most help? I'm trying to find it on... Uh, find it on the... I just put it in Slack because I know Brinson will literally be distracted the rest of this episode oh, looking for this yeah. Venmo name if we do not get it out there. It is in Slack. You now have it. And yeah, just some random numbers out there. I just I think Wilson uh, just went to his old random number generator. Didn't want anyone to find him on Venmo. Let's see. Let's see what kind of transactions. Oh, my gosh, Wilson. I can't I even. I think I'm hitting the transactions, too. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very secretive. All right, let's go. Okay. Teams that need help. My hey, Venmo team. Well, we're gonna do who needs the most help by, by division is what we're gonna do. Yeah. Sorry, right, which division you want to start with? I, I was I was I was fumbling through the rundown. I was trying to find it. I don't think it's in there actually. So we'll um, we'll just we'll just do by whatever Billy puts on the screen. Who needs the most help in the AFC East? Buffalo and Miami both, of course. I feel so weird to say that Miami made the playoffs. I mean, I, I mean I know they did, I remember they did. They almost beat Buffalo, but it feels like a million years ago where and, and like this team just never like ended up in there. Um I mean, to me, the, there's a pretty obvious answer here. It's the New York Jets, right? I'm going to go with the Patriots, but you go with the Jets while I find my. I, I also think the Patriots. I have the Patriots written down here. Well, I guess it depends on like depends on like, how are we defining who needs the most help, too. It's like the the Jets are a better team, even though they finished with the worst record. I think probably than the Patriots overall, but there's one gaping hole at quarterback. Well, I would say the Jets have the biggest overall single need, but the Patriots have the most needs. So, like, to me, that makes them the most neediest, even though the Jets obviously the have, the have the gaping hole at quarterback that the, the Patriots. I mean, you could argue the Patriots have a small hole at quarterback. Yeah. But, but the Jets only need is really quarterback. I mean, the, the, the rest of the roster is pretty solid. Right, especially on defense. And the thing with um... – let me see if I can find it. Someone sent this out. It may have been Albert Breer who actually – someone tweeted Albert Breer saying this, so you never know if someone – just one of these bot accounts that's trying to get traction by saying stupid stuff. Um, but that the Patriots are open to the idea of moving on from Mac Jones. So JPA Football tweeted that. It said Albert Breer says the Patriots might be willing to listen to trade offers. So I don't know if Albert Breer tweeted that, if he said it on a radio. Um, I, I guess he probably said it on – he does um... – 
some stuff on uh, the the local ninety eight seven. The no, I get that part, but my, but you know sometimes these sort of bot accounts make up these stories that people run right. with, and then rap sheet has to say no, I never said that. So, assuming that we'll take that as as true, or there's some truth to it. Uh, that ain't great for me. Obviously, not great for McCorkle Jones. Um, and it may not be great for the Patriots because that means you're rolling with, with Bailey Zappi. If you don't think there's a huge difference between Bailey Zappi and and um, well, look- I, I would guess that if they were willing to move on from Mac Jones, it means they're willing to do it if it involves finding another quarterback who provides him an upgrade, not versus like a um, no, I don't know that necessarily. It might be Bailey, Bailey Zappi played last year and you know, there was back and forth on that. He's got a pop going, so uh, that's the biggest issue. And they need help with wide receiver. That's another issue. Breach Kobe Myers, uh, I think, is out of contract. So that's something to look out for. They need help along the offensive line. Their defense w- was pretty good, but sort of struggled down the stretch. I think the biggest thing for me in terms of needs for the Patriots starts with uh, Bill and ends with O'Brien. So he has to be able to fix that dumpster fire of a train wreck that was Matt Patricia calling plays. And I think that could go a long way in solving problems. Well, I mean, they've already, I mean, Bill O'Brien is a massive upgrade over what they had. So, I mean, that's like, that's, they've already improved substantially this all season just by, I mean, you know, I don't know if you read, maybe it was, it might've been Albert Breer too talking about it, but somebody uh, breaking down like this all season, like how the offense, or no, maybe it was uh, Evan Laser. I think, I can't remember. I, I read it. It was just like basically talking to sources and, and people around the Patriots and how, um, you know, they were like, they didn't think they had enough plays. Like players were like, we didn't think we had enough plays to run an offense. Um, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff about this Patriots team last year where they were, you know, changing up the offense completely and um, you know, attempting to like, you know, like incorporate RPO stuff, even though they had back Jones at everything about it, you read it, and it's like it makes total sense that this is how it was happening because you saw what was happening on the field, and yet it made absolutely zero sense to actually incorporate these type of things into the offense. So, I mean, yeah, I think, I, I mean, yeah, the Patriots probably need the most overall help of any team in this division. By the way, breach notes via our private messaging system that Albert Breer did in fact say that Nesson tweeted it out too. So and it was what would happen if the Raiders called the Patriots about Mac Jones. In other words, and then, and then, then that turned into a conversation about an overall trade. So if you're talking about, but if you keep Mac Jones, you still have to worry about your offensive line. I mean, I think Ryan just mentioned that, but you have Marcus Cannon and Isaiah Wynn who are both going to be free agents on uh, uh, tackles. And so you cannot downgrade it offensive line because your offensive line already wasn't good. And if you're losing guys, uh, theoretically, you're going to get worse. And it doesn't matter who you have back there, quarterback, they're going to struggle. And the other, other thing is that we don't know what's going to happen with Jonathan Jones. Belichick was more than happy to let JC Jackson walk. The bosses are perfectly happy with him. Well, right. But, Ah! but if you're, you know, are you going to franchise tag Jonathan Jones? or Are you going to sign him to a long-term deal? Cause it feels like Belichick thinks he can put anyone in his system and kind of make them successful, but it's hard to find a good defensive back. And and obviously uh, JC Jackson obviously was not as good with the Mm -hmm. chargers as he was in new England, probably regrets leaving new England. Maybe Jonathan Jones will see that and say, uh, hey, yeah, I probably shouldn't leave the Patriots. But, yeah, so the Patriots have some major holes. So a couple things. They have $54 million in cap space as we sit here. They have 11 draft picks, and their first pick is 14th overall. So, you know, they like to move up and, uh, up and down the draft board. Um, historically, they've done that. So it feels like if Bill O'Brien hits, and if Mac Jones looks like uh, can improve on rookie year and not regress like he did last year, they're in the mix. I think that's realistic. 
I mean, Mac, Mac Jones had 13 picks as a rookie, but he also completed 68% of his passes and threw for 3,800 yards. Like, you don't expect to just, you know, don't expect it to be like a linear step forward every single time for every single team and every single player. But, I mean, certainly if he just, you know, takes a small step forward last year and gets better as a player instead of a massive regression where he throws, you know, under 3,000 passing yards, he was injured too, so we got to give him a little bit of, you know, well, he got the Urban Meyer of offensive coordinators. Down no, no, no. Yeah, of too. course, yeah. Like, I, no, I, no, I'm I, adding to your. Yeah, like it's not a reasonable that he could have a. I don't want to say a breakout season, but it's not a reasonable at all that if Bill O'Brien is competent, you know, just like as you point out, I guess Ryan, not not Urban Meyer, that he could throw for you know, four thousand plus passing yards and, and thirty touchdowns. I mean, like that's Breach. not that. Great. Just solely on calling plays, like he has to be locked in like a little glass box. Would you rather have Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator for the Patriots or Urban Meyer next year? I would rather have had Mac Jones calling his own plays uh, or just not calling any plays and just snapping the ball to someone and just let chaos happen versus letting Matt Patricia call plays. So yes on Urban Meyer is what I'm hearing. So yes, Bill O'Brien's a huge upgrade. All right. What's our no, we got AFC North is our Ooh. next division. The I think we take the Cincinnati Bengals off the list of teams that need the most help since they went to back to back AFC yeah, championships. I don't know. The way they finished the season was pretty depressing, if you ask me, Breach. That is the worst comment you've ever made on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm insulted. Insulted. S A L T. Um extra salt. Exxon. So uh would you would you say Cincinnati? I mean, I guess you No. Nah. I went with the the Cleveland Bruns. It's fine with me. Um it, it, it's, it's weird. Like let me ask you this. It's actually I think an interesting question. Off-field stuff aside. Would you rather have the current Deshaun Watson? Would you rather have Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson under their current situations including their contracts? Lamar Jackson. It's not even close. Lamar Jackson was hurt last year. He's going to get paid by someone. Deshaun Watson, as, as we currently know him, is not a very good quarterback. Now, look, you take two years off anything, you're probably going to stink. So maybe he gets better. And Breach and I were talking about this last week. It may have made more sense in the Browns in retrospect. And maybe even at the time, would have preferred that Deshaun be suspended the entire year instead of having to deal with the PR blowback of him coming back and then him playing like crap and having to explain that. Re but based on what I've seen, Re I would take... You mean what I said? Last week, me and Breach said it. You weren't here. I don't so, remember. I said you, that during the season, you routine, you roundly mocked me. I don't believe that's true. Yeah, I said, I said, why not just take the whole season off? You're like, you're an idiot. No. Wait, what? Say no. what? What'd you say during the season? I said in the in the summer, they probably wish he had been suspended the entire year. You don't bench him after he plays two weeks. No, no, I said that just don't even bring him back. Just let him sit out the whole season so he doesn't get hurt. Doesn't play yeah, like once hurt. he started playing terribly. My okay. point was in the summer, the Browns may have just preferred that he didn't get reinstated at all to save them the PR headache. Once he's there, you got to play him because he needs to, I mean, you got to knock the rust, knock, knock the rust off at some point. So in other words, um, what you're saying is as, as the neutral arbitrator here, you guys made two different points. Okay. So yeah. you can no, I think argue your that. points. Uh, Who would you rather have right now? Lamar or Deshaun? Breach. Lamar. Okay. I mean, knowing that like you may only get two years of him if he won't sign a contract. You might. Be stuck with two more years of Deshaun, though. Wait, wait, two years. Even even worst case scenario, you franchise tag him both years. You're still paying less than Deshaun's making, yeah, and uh, Lamar has uh, has been a better quarterback for the past few years, uh, especially because Sean Watson didn't play at least one of those years, one and a half. Um. Okay, that's fine. I, I, I was just I was just asking the question, like, who would you rather have, wait, Lamar, Deshaun? Would you rather have Deshaun? No, I would rather have Lamar. 
Who do you I mean, think? I, mean, I think it's a reasonable question because one guy's under contract and has, does have the upside of being an all pro slash pro bowler that we've seen before. The other guy's not under contract and has obviously MVP upside, but you well, don't know. Let me ask you this. What are your expectations for Deshaun next year in terms of peak Deshaun? How close does he get to that? I I mean, I honestly have no idea what to expect from Deshaun. 65% over under peak Deshaun. I would take over. Eric, what would you take a 65%? Peak? I, I think the Browns are the most unpredictable team in this division because you don't know what you're four, getting. They're 14 games and they're going four games and like nothing. Was right. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I will say if you had asked me who was the biggest needs, I had, uh, I had the Browns and Ravens about even. Uh, and since you said the Browns, Ryan, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I just think, you know, we talked about the Jets. It's just quarterback. But not only do the Ravens have to deal with this quarterback situation, uh, they're also dealing with a few other guys who are going to be free agents. Marcus Peters, I think Kyle Fuller, uh, a couple of their pass rushers. So they've got to deal with more holes possibly on their roster if they don't get these guys resigned. You also have to deal with getting Lamar Jackson under contract. So sure, you have 24, 24 whatever million dollars in cap space. But how much of that is going to be left after you give Lamar Jackson this huge deal? Because it's not like, you know, when Burrow gets his extension, his first year cap hit is still going to be minimal because, you know, that you still have the end of that rookie deal before you tack on the extension. But with Lamar, it's all going to hit because there's nothing left in his contract. And if you have to franchise tag him, that's thirty two point four million that you have to be able to absorb that hit, which doesn't leave you a lot of money to do other things. So, yeah, I think the Ravens have the most questions this well, let me counter with this breach the browns have 1.9 million in cap space they only have eight picks they don't have a first round pick because the aforementioned deshaun watson and all that money is guaranteed going to deshaun and they have needs on defense and they have needs at wide receiver um so i would rather be the ravens right now because you can solve the lamar jackson thing and there are other things you have to worry about obviously that you talk about with the roster but you have the quarterback situation quote unquote solved in cleveland and it's still you still have trouble sleeping at night. If I'm not mistaken, though, I think the Browns and Ravens both only have one pick in the top 70. So it's not like, you know, either of these teams have a ton of draft capital to reload. So you are going to have to do some damage in free agency or make a couple uh, wild trades in the draft to acquire picks. What I'm hearing is that the Steelers are going to win the division. Love it. Second. Behind the bank. Yeah, Steelers could easily be the answer here, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, they're on paper, they're fine. Their offensive coordinator is not great. He's the Matt Patricia of, of offensive coordinators. Everything else, like I, Kenny Pickett grew on me. I'm not worried about him so much. The offensive line actually played every snap together. They got better, and they can still draft an offensive lineman. They need an edge rusher. Maybe they need a receiver. But it's, there's no major holes. But I think the Browns and the Ravens might be in – have more questions. They're better – they're on paper better teams, but that comes down, to, again, to the quarterback. And if Deshaun is worse than Kenny Pickett somehow – then, as Breach notes, the Browns are just the most unpredictable team in, in the division. Brenton, who is your pick for most needs? So I can tally it in my official vote count. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the Ravens. Ravens is fine with me. Ooh. Would rather have Lamar, but I mean, you do have to you have to deal with the you know with the decision on like do you use non exclusive or exclusive uh, franchise tags? So it's like you know, um, it's not not easy, not easy to figure out. Ain't easy. The streets ain't easy. Going to be an interesting free agency period. All right, up next. The AFC South. You can make a case for any team on on this list. Um, Jacksonville at nine and eight feels like the most solidified team because they're the only team on here with the like they know what their answer is at quarterback. Tennessee maybe prime for a bounce back somehow. 
The no. Colts still very much up in the air. New head coach, of course. You have Ursay, the, the specter of Jim Ursay and whatever he might think about doing lingering. And then the Houston Texans, who uh, probably need um, more help than really any team in the NFL, uh, but they're you know, sort of on their way to try to rebuild. Who you got? All right, Bridge, you can go first, and I'll do the other one, whichever one you don't do. Uh, I'm going to say the Colts. Oh, good. Uh, I just feel like they have so many issues. Matt Ryan's clear, likely not going to be returning. So now you have to figure out who your quarterback is. Uh, your offensive line struggled when you gave them all that money uh, over the past few years. They were supposed to be good. They were not good. But maybe it's because they were protecting Matt Ryan, who just can't move around at all. And maybe you put a more mobile guy back there, and that will make the offensive line look better. Uh and so you just look at their issues. They could use some pass rush. They just need so much help. And uh, the only reason, two other reasons I'm giving the putting the Colts over the Texans is that the Texans have more salary cap space. So uh, more than $10 million or more than $20 million more than the Colts to work with during free agency. And just having that slightly higher spot in the NFL draft puts them, both teams probably could stand to draft a quarterback and the Texans are in a better spot because of where they are picking at number two versus the Colts picking at number four. Yeah. Was, uh, by the way, the, the, the Colts also kept Gus Bradley as your defensive coordinator, which not I don't know if that's great. Yeah, uh, Josh Julie says the Tennessee Titans may have the worst record than the Texans. I don't know if that's crazy. Breach, you're the you're the Nashville Homer. I don't know how you feel about that, but in terms of the Texans, that's the team I'm going with. Forty six point seven million in cap space as we sit here. Twelve total draft picks. As you note, they pick second, the Colts pick fourth, and then they pick again at twelve. So they have two first-round picks, and they're in the enviable position where the Colts may actually have to trade with a division partner if they want to move up to get a quarterback, um, and that just drives up the price of poker in terms of the compensation because otherwise, you know, if it was the NFC, for example, maybe it's a little less. Who knows? Well, well I mean, do we think the um, the Titans are going to keep Ryan Tannehill for 2023? Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that Malik Willis is ready? No, 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 no. I think that's where the where you start. I mean, if I had to put money on it and I didn't have a choice, I would say they don't keep Tannehill. They I mean, don't? Like, this is like the obvious landing. This is the obvious like like point in time where you can cut you cut him. Um like he I mean, it's last year's deal, but he has now what I what can easily happen here is a restructuring too. Um I know you guys for some reason think Mike Vrabel doesn't like Ryan Hanel. I, I think I think he loves him. Um, I don't think that. I don't think, do I? I feel like you guys No, I think you got you kind of mixed up what uh, this is what I've said the whole time is that if Mike Vrabel can upgrade at quarterback, he will, but yeah. he's fine with Ryan Tannehill because that's what he has right now. And, it, you know, Tannehill isn't uh, I think, I think, I, a horrible I think, quarterback. I think he knows that there are better quarterbacks out there for sure, but I also think that he he is a Ryan Tannehill guy because Tannehill's a tough, he, he fits the offense that they want to run, um, you know, good leader, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't, you know, isn't super expensive. $36.6 million cap hit. Final year of his deal, 18.8 uh, in dead cap. You could easily restructure this contract and, like, you know, set it up where, you know, smaller cap hit if you wanted to for this year or you just or you just let it play out the season. I mean, he had a $38.6 million cap hit last year, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I would be shocked if they restructure because then you're talking about possibly adding years to the deal. So I think it's either you, you dump him this year and move on to another quarterback because you don't have a huge dead cap or, like you said, Brenton, you say, all right, it's the final of the year's deal, 2023. This is his prove it year. If he doesn't get us any further, uh, then we're well, definitely moving on. When I say restructure, I don't mean in like one of those. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry, I shouldn't do restructure. You do an extension where you'd be like, hey, listen, we're not going to cut you. We want to 
basically like we're gonna we're gonna redo this contract. You're gonna make you're gonna have a lower. Wait, cap. you're gonna ask him to you're gonna ask him to take a pay cut. You're ask him to take a pay cut. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, tell him that he's Aaron Jones. Maybe he falls for it. Um, breaking uh, news breach. But while we're here, Travis Davis says I need help settling the debate in my fantasy football group chat. Who has a better foundation going into the draft, the Bears or the Colts? So the Colts, I do not think have a great foundation. So they're, they're, let's think about the blue chip players that the Colts have. I think I think Michael Pittman would qualify. Quentin Nelson would qualify. They don't have an answer at quarterback, obviously. Jonathan Taylor would qualify, but he's still running back. And then defensively, DeForest Buckner is a little bit older. Uh, and Shaq Leonard on the defensive side are probably the only guys I would. Who was injured the entire season. Yeah, so we're talking about um, and, and maybe maybe Quiddy Pay if you wanted to suggest that he could be somebody to develop. So like you're talking about three defensive players and three offensive players, uh, whereas Chicago and we'll get to the Chicago in a little bit, but we can just rip through it real quick. Um, I'm not going to give him credit for Chase Claypool. Sorry, fellas. I don't know that Darnell Mooney counts. So Cole Komet, Justin Fields, they might have the quarterback, but we don't know if they like their quarterback. Um. And then Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson. I think it really comes down to how you feel about Justin Fields because yeah. neither of these teams have great rosters. But if you feel like Justin Fields is a QB of the future, then that puts the Bears light years ahead of the Colts who do not really have a quarterback. Yeah, like the Bear, the, the Colts would definitely trade Michael Pittman for Justin Fields. Could you imagine that trade? I don't know if it's light years breach because if they do get a quarterback at four that works out, now I don't know if he'll work out this year, but if they hit on – you know, a Kenny Pickett type. How, how you feel? Like, what if they get a Kenny Pickett type? Then where are you on the Colts versus the Bears? Like, what, uh, what, 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 and I think what, the Bears have as good a chance of winning the NFC North as the Colts do of winning okay. the AFC South. Like, 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 oh, sorry. Let's say that the uh, let's say that the Colts have um, Matt Jones. Yeah, that's a Kenny Pickett type. <laughs> yeah, Matt Jones or Kenny Pickett. You would, I think, you would definitely say the Colts. I feel well, like if you the... put Justin Fields on the Colts, would you pick the Colts to win the AFC South next year? Yeah, because they're playing indoors and they don't actively try to get their quarterbacks killed for old age and lack of foot speed. No, but they would be the second best team, I think. But I think, might I think the answer is the Colts have a better foundation, but the Bears have might have the quarterback. But we also don't like you don't know. I mean, it depends on again, it depends on how you feel about Fields, but we also don't know about Fields. All right, next up, next division. <laughs> Trying to stay, I'm trying to keep it. Uh, AFC West. I mean, basically boils down to the Raiders versus the Broncos here, right? Yeah, the Broncos in my mind aren't even an NFL football team, so I went with the Raiders. Wait, Brenton, who did you pick for most needs in the AFC South? Um, uh, the the Colts. Colts. Yes. I would say here that it is probably. The Raiders, because they don't have a quarterback. And obviously, they trade for Aaron Rodgers to hold it for ballgame. But, I mean, you know, the Raiders are basically the Raiders are basically churning over every pick from the uh, Mike Mayock, John Gruden era, et cetera. And, like, and now we're moving on. They've moved, they've moved on from Derek Carr, who, um, according to his brother David Carr, recently is going to have a lengthy free agent process. Of course he is. Um, so, Breach, I think the Raiders are in better position than the Broncos. And... Um, it's sort of like the conversation we're having about Justin Fields and the and the versus the Colts. Raiders have the seventh pick. Josh McDaniels knows how to dial up plays. We're still trying to figure out if he can coach a football team. They have $35 million in cap space. They can franchise Josh Jacobs to help out the young quarterback. 
Now they got to figure out some things on defense. They still have Max Crosby, um, and the, the defense had, had some some issues. But even I feel like a Jimmy G stopgap, and that ain't going to be cheap. Could be a, a a a direction to go while you draft someone at number seven. It just depends on whether you believe Sean Payton is going to fix Russell Wilson or not, right? That that's what it feels like because I think I'm inclined to agree with Brenton that the Raiders have more overall holes on the roster. But if Russell Wilson plays like he did in 2022, it doesn't matter how many holes or not the Broncos have because they're going to only win five or six games. That's uh, what I'm if, saying too. So yeah, it's just it's it's how do you feel about Russell Wilson? See, Bad. my 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 take here is that if Sean Payton is willing to coach, the, if he's willing to take that Broncos job, then he believes that Russell he can fix Russell Wilson. And I'm I'm inclined to believe, uh, trust Sean Payton that he can fix Russell Wilson versus trusting the Raiders to negotiate a, a pretty difficult quarterback market when like one of the top three guys out there is one of the guys they cut and their best possible option is probably trading for Aaron Rodgers, which is not particularly easy when you've given up a lot of your first round picks already. And let's not forget that, you know, not the exact same situation. But we just had David Carr come out and say that. Uh, one of the huge issues between Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels was that Derek Carr or Josh McDaniels did not like Derek Carr changing plays at the line of scrimmage, calling audibles that this is my offense. We're running it as it's called. You know who loves to change plays at the line of scrimmage and call audibles? Aaron Rodgers. I mean, well, that, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, honestly, well, he's going to get more power. He's a Hall of Famer. He's no, much no, better no. than Derek Carr. It also might be more about like. He just said it wasn't like he didn't mind people changing plays. It was like, he but he doesn't trust Derek Carr. <laughs> also, I think the chances that Aaron Rodgers goes to Vegas, 17% over under. I'll take over. I'll go over too. Uh, I haven't like this 20, last year too. I 25%, think. but not like. I, <laughs> well, you said it was 99% chance that Rodgers wasn't. Yeah, coming I did say that. Uh, <laughs> but, and the Broncos dealt with a lot of injuries. Like their roster is not bad. It's pretty solid for, you know, you look at this team and there's no reason. They should have finished with the record they finished with at five and twelve, and it is one reason, and that's it. So if you think that they can, if you think Sean Payne can fix what Russell Wilson, then the Raiders have more question marks. All right, how much do you think he can fix it? Because they won five football games last year. I think this team could be a playoff team. Oh my! God. What are the chances they? What are the odds on ten wins? What are the? What are you giving me? Um, I think ten ten plus wins would be like plus eight hundred. Oh no no no! Much, I'm much less. I was yeah, plus, uh, like probably three to one, maybe. Okay, oh, no, no, actually, actually, it better be less than that because three to one said, sounds good. I threw out that their over under might be eight and a half, and somebody was like, "You're crazy! It's gonna be nine and a half." I well, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> you're crazy. I'm gonna go up a whole game. Well, no, but if, and, if their over under is nine and a half, then it's just even odds on ten wins. I mean, oh, one know. of the one of the crazy stats I remember pointing out about the Broncos that someone pointed out during the season was that if they had just scored eighteen points per game, like. In every game, that's not a ton. That's not even in the twenties. That they would have gone fourteen and three. Like that is all they need from their offense. They don't even need to be a dominant offense because their defense has been so good. They just need to be somewhat functional, which is what they have not been in their one year with Russell. Wilson. Well, I think it's fair to say that there. I feel like it's impossible for Aaron Rodgers to. I mean, um, Russ Wilson to play worse. I think he played the absolute worst he could have played. So that's encouraging if you're Sean Payton, I suppose. I just don't know what version of Russ we're getting. So we're talking about 65% of Deshaun. I mean, it's just the same thing we're talking about with the, the Colts and the, like, I mean, like, it's just, do you trust? No. I, I trust Sean Payton to fix Russell Wilson. So that's I don't trust Russ Wilson to fix Russ Wilson. All right. So I've got Denver. I've got Vegas, pre-judge Vegas. Uh, Wilson has Denver. Mm-mm. I have Vegas as well. Yeah. 
Um, that was, was the only one we unanimously agreed on. Good job, us. Good job by us. Okay. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we will lo- talk about the NFC coming up next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Whoa. If you didn't see that on YouTube, that was intense. Hey, I got some breaking news, Breach. Oh, boy. Been paid in full. Just got my Venmo from old Willie Bear. I sent it it 30 minutes ago. I just checked the email. Guess who's going to the bar tonight? $67. Burning a hole in my pocket. You know how many tequila shots you can buy with that money? One. All right. NFC East. Trying to get this a tight keep this a tight, keep this a tight hour. Um Philadelphia, Dallas, the Giants, and Washington feels like this is a pretty pretty easy one because three teams have now granted the Giants do have to sign their quarterback if they want to keep Daniel Jones, but feels like he might be the guy and they did draft him with a high first round pick. To me, it's like quite obviously Washington. Well, you maybe. Who would you take? I took the New York football gents. Really? Because of the reasons you mentioned with the old DJ there. You realize, So you would rather have Carson Wentz and Sam Howell under contract? No, part of the way I sort of interpreted the question was that uh, needs to do the most things and also, in some respects, has a chance to improve on what they did last year. And, you know, the Giants obviously did a, a lot of good things. But I always say, like, the reason I like Brian Dable for Coach of the Year is because he did it with the same cast of characters that Joe Judge you know, could only win a handful of games with. So unlike Doug Peterson, who should have deserved, obviously deserved to be in that conversation as well. They had a ton of cap space. They went out and got guys and um, Trevor Lawrence made the the necessary steps, just like Daniel Jones with Brian Dable. But I think given what the Giants had to work with, Brian Dable in particular, I thought he got the most out of the least. Kadarius, Tony got traded. Wondell Robinson got hurt. So they didn't have much in the way of receivers until Isaiah Hodgkins showed up off the Bills practice squad. They have 58 million in cap space. And they do have their first round pick, nine total picks. And I think um, I can ask you guys this. It sounds like, well, it doesn't sound like it actually happened. Daniel Jones fired his agent. So you're probably going to have to franchise Saquon. So what are you doing with old Danny Dimes there? I, mean, I just feel like Daniel Jones is going to sign with the Giants. It would be crazy not to if they want to sign him. Now, if Daniel Jones doesn't sign with the Giants, then you, you go to the Raiders. He could, but if you're Daniel Jones, like you just had the best year of your career after being like there are people chanting MVP in in MetLife Stadium for you. You know Brian Dable came in and, and fixed you after you know just being a like looking like like a massive bust because of the, all the different coaches you had. He's like um, Will Smith and Hitch. Is that what you're saying, Brian Dable is? I've actually never seen Hitch, but how have you never seen Hitch? That's embarrassing. That's, That's the most embarrassing I've ever said out loud. What? Even Brian, uh, uh, I call him Brian Westbrook. I don't know Westbrook's real name. Even he's seen Hitch. <laughs> I feel like I feel like both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones will be inclined to stay with the Giants because of the the bounce back performances that they had this year. No, they're not going to do it for free. But it, it, like, if you ever, if you choose between tagging Saquon or tagging Daniel Jones, you tag Daniel Jones. 
I think break. that Jones would be more likely to resign. You tag Saquon. I mean, well, this I is not what, what they're going to do. I, I think I think Jones is more likely to sign back with the Giants without being tagged. Yes, but I would I would if 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 it came down to it and like you had to risk both guys hitting the open market. I'm tagging. Daniel Jones before I tag Saquon, and you know, unless I'm like, unless I'm like about to work out a deal with Daniel Jones, because look, the second you allow one of these guys, like a quarterback, to potentially hit the open market, I mean, the Raiders could lob tons of money. I mean, the Jets could lob tons of money at him. He doesn't have to change stadium, you know. Like, I'm not saying he would want to do that. Just that if somebody's like, "We'll give you forty million dollars a year," you're, you're taking, you know, you're probably taking that money. And the franchise tag on year one is thirty two point four for quarterbacks, so that's a bargain if you don't want to pay him forty. Right. The other part of that is, though, is if you're Daniel Jones and like you guys just said, and you just had the best year of your career with a new coach who was actually competent, do you really want to switch teams and start all over learning a new offense after you just figured out, kind of unlocked your talent and said, hey, this coach unlocked my talent. Do I want to go to an NFC South team or do I want to go to the Raiders where I'm going to finish in third place because I'm behind the the Chiefs and the Chargers talent wise? It just seems like if no, I'm it'd be, Jones, it'd be crazy, like you, you also right. know, you also like if you go to the, let's say you go to the Jets, right? which would be so weird if you played in the same stadium on a different team. Um, but you don't know, you don't know what the, the how long Robert Salas can be the coach there. Like you, you have a, you have a good systematic understanding of how long Brian Dable was like, you know, how, like what kind of leash Brian Dable has here in New York. And I think it's, it's pretty long after making the playoffs in his first year after all the struggles of the giants, the previous few years. Um, so, you know, you don't like, you don't know how long Frank Reich's going to be in Carolina. You don't know. It, it, you just, there's some safety to New York that you don't have in other spots. And I think will be in, 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 comforting to Daniel Jones, the idea of resigning there. And so that's why I think he probably resigns. Yeah. And I, I had commanders down as my answer. I think the giants have the much bigger issues in terms of Daniel Jones, Saquon Bar- Barkley, you have to bring in receivers. So they do have, but uh, you, just, you could also franchise tag Daniel Jones and transition tag Saquon Barkley. And nobody. the commanders have no idea who their quarterback is going to be. Their offensive line isn't great. They need help on defense. Could add some secondary depth. I mean, like they just have a lot of issues they need to fix. And it does feel like new offensive court, new offensive coordinator, Eric B who, I mean, look, everybody is oh, going to go shady McCoy here. No, I didn't hear what shady McCoy said. Oh, he said that the enemy's going to be failure in Washington. I mean, it, 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 like I, I got a bunch of texts from people who are Washington fans who are like, "Why did, why did we just steal the Chiefs' offensive coordinator?" <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I was like, "Well, I think, I think maybe the the Chiefs were interested in some transition and, and maybe a changing of of that." Um, and Eric Bieniemy probably believes that if he wants to get a head coaching job, he has to do it. You know, he has to be an OC somewhere other than Kansas City because of the whatever for whatever reason the credence that's being given to Andy Reid being part of the reason why, you know, the, the offense is success, successful and not the enemy. And I, right. I, I understand. It's a rough offense to fix, though. You know, you got to get mm. a quarterback in there. Yeah. It's a real rough offense to fix. You got to fix Carson Wentz or, like, just take Sam Howell to the next. You went from Patrick Mahomes to Sam Howell voluntarily, unless there's something going on in the background, which I believe that there probably is. Um, to me, just way more issues. There's also the concern about the selling the football team, and there may not be a lot of money during free agency as well to get players to make the roster – Less sucky. Yep, and and then, yeah, and yeah, that it also is tough if they're selling the team. Like, that would, that would be weird as hell if it was like the, if Ron Rivera was the head coach for two of the three last sold franchises. Wouldn't like like wouldn't that be bizarre? 
Who's the coach when the when the, what, the Panthers got sold? Yeah, and then, yeah, and then, uh, Tepper fired him after like a year. Wouldn't it be crazy and more bizarre if a new owner, like a sale, got finalized in August, and he's like, "I don't like any of this coaching staff. You guys are all gone." So the enemy never even gets to coach it down with the. Would it be command. even weirder if Jerry Richardson bought the Washington Football Team and kept Ron Rivera? That would be weirder because yeah. and then called on the Panthers, <laughs> the Washington Panthers. That would be bizarre. Okay, uh, we all agree Washington or no? Well, Wilson has Giants. I'm going Giants. All right, moving along to the NFC North, where the uh, the Detroit Lions may actually be favored to win this division after a nine win season. You pull a breach, Campbell. What's that? You pulled a breach. What I do? The Detroit Lions. Detroit. Gotta put the D in Detroit, Ryan. Put the D in Detroit. Wait, what did I say? You said Detroit. 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 Yeah. Uh, Detroit. Okay. Detroit. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers. I, again, I think it comes down to two teams here. Do you want to go with the Green Bay's got to figure out their quarterback situation route, or do you prefer the clearly weakest roster in the entire division with the Chicago Bears? So Bob McGuinn said this on a podcast, I believe, that the the uh, Packers and Breach's doppelganger, Matt LaFleur, they are done with Aaron Rodgers. Now, that feels like a story that gets recycled every 12 months, Breach, so I don't know how much truth there is to that so on and so forth. So I am just waiting, going to wait that story out. So I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears too. For me, it just feels like even if they're done with Rodgers, love is the next in line. He's going to be the starter. So it's not like they're out in free agency looking for quarterbacks. It's it's either Aaron Rodgers or it's Jordan Love. So they're, uh, yeah, there's they not a question. The Bears, even with Jordan Love, because you can't right. definitively say that J- Justin Fields is the guy. And you hate Justin Fields is what I'm hearing. I don't hate Justin Fields. I'm just saying like they're they're floating the idea of trading him. So <laughs> they, they, No, they they are not. That's a rumor. We don't it, know if they it's are. It's being talked about they could they could have come out and said we are not trading Justin Fields. He is our guy and they haven't done that. No, but I mean that doesn't mean necessarily it's true. But but my point being is that I think if you look at the two rosters you have <laughs> I don't hate Justin Fields. They just they won't they won't come out and say he's the guy. NFL on CBS, Billy thinks you hate Justin Fields as well. No, no, seriously. Billy just needs his own username. He's like, he's out here. Um, like, like you could you could make the case that Jordan Love could be better than Justin Fields. Like, that is not an outrageous case. We don't, we just, we don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you can make that case after seeing Justin, Jordan Love play that one crappy game against the Chiefs two years ago. Like, I have a lot of questions about, about Jordan Love for sure. I feel pretty good about Justin Fields. He got hurt down the stretch because, you know, he was running 45 times a game. But the good thing about Justin Fields, even though we don't know everything about him, the Bears breach have $118 million in cap space. They also have the first overall pick. They're going to trade down, get even more draft picks because of that. I can't imagine they stay put. It would be idiotic to draft a quarterback because that means you can't address the other needs and that you're giving up on Justin Fields. And when you trade him to the Raiders and he blows up, then that's a whole PR thing you have to have pushback on. But I think you got to fix the offensive line. you got to fix uh, the wide receivers. Chase Claypool will be a Hall of Famer, but him aside, you got to fix the defense because you lost Robert Quinn, you lost Roquan Smith. So there are a lot of holes to fill. They're not going to resign David Montgomery, I don't imagine, but you can find the running back later in the draft. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, but I, sorry. No, I think this this team has a, a lot to work with money-wise and a lot of holes to fill. I mean, Justin Fields threw for 2,200 yards last year in in um in 15 games. Yeah, not great. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like a, less than 150 yards per game. And was he electric week in and week out for a long stretch there where he was running all over the place? Yeah. Well, the first half of the season, Luke Getzey wouldn't let him throw the football. 
So they right. finally, yeah, no, no, we all agree about that. They fashioned an offense around his skill set using his legs, but is that sustainable? Not the offense they're running. No, he kept getting hurt. What if Fields gets traded to the Ravens? Ooh. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting, I'm not saying Fields is bad. I'm just saying we don't, I don't think we know if Fields is going to be a great quarterback. He can, he can run around a bunch against, you know, when trailing and like, in, you know, they won three games last year. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone disagrees with that. He completed 60% of his passes in 2,242 yards, 70 touchdowns, 11 picks. Like, yeah, but to Breach's point, put him on the Ravens, put him on the 49ers, and we can have a good. I mean, put Brock Purdy on the on the Bears, and he would, literally gets called off on a stretcher. Like, they don't win a game. Would Would the Packers <laughs> trade Jordan Love for Justin Fields? Yes, of course they would. But I don't. I don't. I don't. I just don't think. I think there's enough questions about both guys that you can't definitely say who's going to have the better, like who's going to be the better NFL quarterback. Yeah, I don't think anyone's saying that. I thought you guys just said that. I don't think so. I'm just saying that the Bears are the team with the most uh, cap space, and I think you stay put with the quarterback. You don't draft one. I think that would be stupid to draft one right now. I would rather have. I would rather have what the what the Packers have. I would rather. I would rather be the Packers than the than the Bears right now. You have. A, you have a. The, well, right. So we all agree the Bears are the team that needs the most. That's what we agree on. I mean, but the thing is about this division, the crazy part, and Brent, you mentioned at the top that the Lions will probably be the favorites, and that's. Why aren't the 13-win Vikings? Because they have a ton of needs, too. Their whole mm. defense needs to be overhauled. So it, it's not – when your first-place team is staring at uh, some of the biggest question marks, that but really makes the division up for grabs. They got a defensive coordinator that's very good. That is true. Who – By the way, I did not say to trade the quarterback. I just said they haven't shot down the rumors that they might trade the quarterback, nor have they said Justin Fields they – they've come out and said Justin Fields is our guy – the number one pick is up for grabs. Who wants it? Come and get it. And they haven't done that. Yeah, but I mean, you don't want to be answering every stupid internet rumor either. Well, no, because if you say that, then people won't call you. You want to take the calls and maybe say, this is the deal we'll make. We're not giving up Justin Fields. Keep it keep it on the down low. I agree. I, I understand what you're saying. You want to leave your options open because if somebody blows you away for Fields and you can keep, you know, you keep the number one pick and you get picks for Justin Fields, that's great. I'm just saying... Every everybody's like Fields is the guy. Fields is the guy. They haven't come out and said Fields is our guy. And they could have done that. What is the '96 Toyota Hilux? If you're uh, listening, Stu Brumill in the comments says, "What can we trade Brinson for a '96 Toyota Hilux?" Okay. I literally had to Google it. It's a what? It's like what a does truck. it look like? Breach? Pickup truck. Oh, it's a pickup truck. All right. Okay, moving along. Next division. That would be a great deal. The, the person who's <laughs> called the Pick Six Mobile. <laughs> drive around in it. The next division, Billy. When you're done looking up cars in the chat, would be. I like that. I like that. Pulix. Uh, would be nice. the South. Um, insanely, all of these teams won seven games or more last year, uh, mostly buoyed by the fact that they had you know, a chance to win games in the division. All the, and actually, it looks like, I think, what was it was like all but like four of those games came from in the, in the conference, too, which is kind of hilarious. Um, what do you think here? Most team that needs the most help in the NFC. South, there you go. That's a, I thought that's a fine pickup truck. Yeah, that might, be what, a, that might be what Marty McFly was driving to Back to the Future, actually. That's actually not a bad call. 96. Back to the Future came out in 85, but that looks to be the similar model. I'll give you that. Yeah, it does, right? Puffer jacket, acid wash jeans, breach. You know, I've, what I'm got, about. I've got the blue, I've got the blue puffer jacket, actually. I think Over it's a red puffer jacket. Yeah, but I've got, I've got the blue. Marty oh, I see. You have the Brinson special yeah. Marty McFly version. Um, I'm going with Tampa Bay. I think that's a reasonable answer for sure because they have a big cap hit with Tom Brady. Oh uh, my retiring. god! Do you know what their cap salary cap situation is as we sit here without looking? Um, I would guess that they have like five. Are they negative? Five. Yes, it's negative. So you can guess the negative number. Negative twenty. Negative ten. 
three million. It rhymes with negative forty-two million. <laughs> what? How's that even possible? So because of Brady's issue. Brady's not really willing to restructure his contract just so he can leave the door open. Got uh, by that underwear, right? man. Yeah, it's insane. Is it really so negative forty-two? According to the last thing I saw, and they have Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy, Bunny, Mike Edwards, about to become free agents. Um, uh, over, the, over the cap, currently as of right this second, looking it up, has them at negative fifty-five million. Oh gosh, I, I cut them a bargain. So they have Levante David. They have to worry about in terms of bringing him back, or do they want to move on from him? So they have a ton of issues. Yes, they play in a terrible division, but they don't have a quarterback. I think the only quarterback under contract right now is Kyle Trask, who's played three snaps, maybe. I may be over-exaggerating. So. I think Tom Brady's cap number gets adjusted at some point, right? I Nobody mean, only so. if he's willing to restructure his contract, but then that would keep – the whole argument there is that you would have to push the money. Brady would have to add gears, and if he did that, he's locked the Buccaneers if he ever thought about coming back. Uh, but if he doesn't do it, he becomes a free agent on March 15th and could wake up on March 17th and say, hey, you know what? I want to play, and I can sign with anyone. So I'm going I, to the Raiders. If well, Brady's I mean, going to restructure his deal, I think he would have already done it. I'm looking at like, you know, and looking at over the cap and like how to save some cap money on these guys because you have to do it before June 1. You can't do it after June 1 because you got to get the cap compliant. I'm not seeing a whole ton of options here. Yeah, so that's why they're in a, what we call a bad way in the business. Where are that's they coming up with this $52 million? That's what happens when your uh, retired quarterback has a $35 million cap hit. Like, you've got to restructure. Let's see what there's. Um, Okay, so they could get, and actually, I don't think Brady's restructure does that much. You get $25 million with uh, restructures with Chris Goblin and Mike Evans. Um, you can get another almost $20 million restructuring Shaquille Barrett and Donovan Smith. Well, there you go. Another 60. There's a, I mean, th- there's always money in the banana stand in the NFL. So you can, you can come up with it. It's just you're going to have to bang out these restructures and get guys cash immediately. And it still doesn't solve your problem at the quarterback position. That is true. Did you guys yes, have I different think, teams, or is that too easy of a? I, I think we all agree the Buccaneers on this one. I think it's the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's pretty easy. A team uh, that won the division is in the worst shape. Well, I mean, you lose a Hall of Fame quarterback and retires. Uh, okay, what's uh, what's next? The, the NFC West. Ooh, is that last? Is that yeah? This is last. Wow. Brinson, do you want to stand as the kids say for your sorry excuse of a team that won the Super Bowl last year? You mean two years ago? A year ago. 12 and a half months. The Rams, I mean, I don't think the Rams need the most help. I don't think so. uh, I get the Rams as my team. This is awkward. I got the Cardinals as the like the my team is Seattle. Ooh. Oh my god, we all have different first one. Bing, bing, bing. I mean, we I can all I mean, have different I, I can be talking to Seattle because you don't have Gino Smith under contract. Gino wants a Gino's gonna want a ton of money and he's it, gonna want Daniel Jones money. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's one thing, it's one thing when you're winning nine games with a surprise Geno Smith on a really cheap backup quarterback contract. It's another thing when you have to pay Geno Smith $30 million a year. You're going to pay him more than that. By the way, let us let me ask you this. Who has a better year productivity-wise, not wins-wise, productivity-wise? Eugene Cyril Smith the third, or Russell Wilson the zero? Um, I think it'll be a lot more comparable than it was last year. I'm asking you to answer the question. I'll say Russell. Breach, do you want to get in on this? I'll say Russell. I'm yes. the guy who picked the Broncos in the Super Bowl last year, so I cannot jump off the so, bandwagon now. Well, Gino ain't riding back think, again, just so I you think, guys know. I mean, the Cardinals, to me, like, you, you, I think, don't they have they to say they're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins? You got to figure out a way to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Who's going to want him on the second trade? Uh, you've got Kyler Murray. Who's, <laughs> yeah, you've got Kyler Murray. You got a new head coaching staff with like guys who are largely new in their all their roles. You have Kyler Murray, who is, uh, you know, coming off of, 
a season where he'd signed a massive contract. He was he had a Call of Duty clause in there. He's now going to be. We don't know when he's going to be back. It might be October before he's back. You have yeah. three off three or five offensive linemen are free agents, and you have a defense that is fine, but I mean, you know, it has a ton of free agents who are like in terms of like second tier guys and depth wise. You just don't have a bunch of blue chip guys on there. God, Zach Allen's already free agent. That's crazy. Um, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I, no, there are a lot of concerns there. I want the Seahawks because they have $52 million in cap space, according to what I'm looking at. They're going to resign Gina, so some of that money will go away. If they fix the defense, and they have a lot of holes in that defense outside of Tariq Woolen, it feels like. I think they they have a chance to to challenge the old 49ers because we don't know what the 49ers quarterback situation is. Specifically, we know who's going to be in the competition. No, so you're not you're I mean, so they don't really have the most needs. No, they have needs on defense. They got to get the quarterback situation taken care of. And if they can fill some of those needs through the draft and the extra free agency money, I think that um, they can make some noise. Because, I mean, the Cardinals have the most needs technically, but they're still winning six football games next year. I think the Seahawks should actually win. Right. Know, the, won- Cardinals, the Cardinals should have really low expectations, but definitely have the most. They have the most needs, but it's like, ah, like if they stink, they stink. And I'm not be surprised. Yeah, they're yeah. they're below the Mendoza line with needs, and the, the Seahawks are above the Mendoza line with needs, I feel like. And then I, I don't know the Rams are down there too because the one thing the Cardinals have over the Rams is the Cardinals actually have some salary cap space. Uh, according to over the cap as of today, the Rams are at negative 14 million. Uh, almost their entire secondary is hitting free agency. Both their starting safeties will be free agents. Troy Hill's going to be a free agent. We've heard speculation they might look to trade Jalen Ramsey. So now you're talking about a total revamp of your secondary. We don't know how Matthew Stafford's arm is going to heal and whether Sean McVay is going to trust that. Do you bring in a veteran backup quarterback uh, because Stafford struggled at times last season? You probably need a new number two wide receiver, even though you spent all that money on Allen Robinson, who couldn't pick up the offense for whatever reason. You have Cooper Cup coming off an injury. You don't know how he's going to look next season, so that's a worry. Uh, you're losing a couple of your defensive linemen. Of course, you have Aaron Donald coming back. but uh, Yeah, but Breach, other than that, where are the problems? Uh, your kicker is going to be a free agent. Your punter is going to be a free agent. There is hey, just you, you the pay. offensive line was a disaster last you, year. The Rams, and, the, you, the Rams or the Cardinals make the playoffs. You have to pick one, and if you and whoever has the worst record, you if you pick incorrectly, you die. Who are you picking? Well, because of Sean McVay and Sean McVay alone, I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I don't know. Jonathan Gannon could beat Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know who Jonathan Gannon is, other than he keeps getting compared to Michael Scott with these introductory meetings uh, going into the Cardinals organization. So. Knowing nothing about the man other than he was good at his job in Philadelphia for 20 and one and a half weeks, I, I'll go with Sean McVay. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You still have McVay. You still have, you, bring, you bring in Mike LaFleur. You hope that'll help improve the offense. Maybe you take it a little slightly different scheme. Um, the, look, the offensive line has to be better. Cooper Cup needs to be healthy. You need to find, I agree. Like, I agree with all the stuff you're saying. I would just much rather be the Rams than the Cardinals. Now, again, you go back to what Ryan mentioned with, expectations and frankly you can even say with the 49ers you can even bring the 49ers into this too if you wanted to and say that for a team that won 13 games Brock Purdy unlikely to be ready for you know for the start of the regular season we don't know what Trey Lance is like if we're talking if we're if we're we're waiting expectations in this the 49ers can at least be mentioned and that's why the Seattle Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl Hmm. all predictions already this is not a bold predictions podcast, Wilson. Seahawks playing Broncos. Seahawks win 85 to nothing. The Rams Seahawks. have a bunch of blue chip players. The Cardinals have Seahawks a bunch Bengals. of the Cardinals have a bunch of question marks. Yeah, it all comes down to Jonathan Gannon. Because I mean, like if Brian Dable had get hired for that job, 
Like, let's just say he well, left. Knowing, knowing what you know, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He left the Giants after one year and got the Cardinals job. And then I had to make the die bet on the Super Bowl or the playoff winner. I might go with the Cardinals. No, you wouldn't. But I understand what you're saying. It would, it would, well, it would, I, I, you know what, though? How about you draft the Cardinals with your first pick in our Super Bowl draft in August? I'm the defending champion, so I don't get to go first. Seems unlikely. Oh, yeah, all that's right. right. You pick last. That is all of the divisions. All eight. I like it. Rip through it. Under an hour. Woo. Um, okay. That'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. Make sure to check out Wilson's With the First Take podcast. Now we're going to two episodes a week. With the first pick. With the first take. With the first take. With the first pick. That could also be the name of a podcast, though. That's a fantastic. I'm, I'm trademarking that now. Hey, Rick Spielman at the Super Bowl, man. I mean, what, a, what a great guy. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah, he, he like he like he is not afraid to raz people. Like, I mean, yeah, he, the funny thing is, people people online think that he's a huge d bag because the way that he interacts with everyone, he's not like he's the greatest he's a, guy he's in the a world. Great guy, but he's just like not afraid to like just just bear, murder Pete over in Prisco over and over again. Which is that's just, his yeah. that's his default. And and um, he actually said to me, "Do you think I'm being a little too hard on you?" I said, "It's fine. People need to need to toughen up." So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Breach. Be there or be square. I will not be square, so I will be there. Thank All you. right. Check it out with the first pick podcast featuring Ryan Wilson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, I'm Wilson. I'm Brinson. Bye.